Hey there, Tandy. It's um, Wednesday morning. I'm glad you're joining us for Bible for devotional. <laughs> you us to Bible for Bible study tonight, as we're uh, continuing our our, our um, study of eight life enriching practices for United Methodist. Tonight, in our Bible study, we'll talk about some specific things that we Methodists believe and and hold to. Um, but uh, today, we're going to be uh, continuing our online um, devotional. Um, I'm uh, I'm in my backyard. You know, I try to give you a little bit of variety with backgrounds. Uh, I've been in the same place for a while, and I, I like to change it up. I'm, I'm probably going to change it Bible study tonight as well as where we do that. So I thought it'd be different to kind of give you just a different back, background, a little bit different back view. We used to um, use this whenever we were on quarantine. I did a lot of devotionals from my backyard, you may remember. So we're here, here we are uh, doing Bible study, doing a devotional in my backyard today. So um, tonight we're, today we're going to be picking up. I keep saying tonight. <laughs> today we're going to be picking up. With um, we're we're gonna look at today's gospel lesson, which is gonna come from uh, I'm using my using my um selfie stick, so that's why it's a little unsteady. Um, we we'll be picking up with uh, John chapter twelve. Could we'll be reading verses uh, twenty through twenty six. John twelve twenty through twenty six, where it says this. Now among those who went up to worship in the festival were some Greeks. They came to Philip who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and said to him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went and said to Andrew, and then Andrew to, to Philip. And Philip went and told Jesus. Jesus answered him, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls to the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Those who love their life lose it, and those who hate their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and that where I am... That will be my servant also. Whoever serves me, the Father will honor. Reading these passages this morning uh, reminds me a lot of um, the funeral or the, the commitment liturgy that I use each time we have a funeral. These are the last words of the commitment service um, when someone's buried. Uh, these words are words that I've said many, 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 many times in my life in many different places. And uh, they're really interesting words because... One of the things we, we do when we read Scripture is because we live in 21st century America, we read Scripture or we hear Scripture through the lenses of our experience. So we hear Jesus say in verse 25, those who love their life lose it. Those who hate their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. And we say, oh, goodness, those who hate their lives. And that's an interesting thing to think about because we need to think about what Scripture tells us about this. First off, when we hear hate here, don't think of hate as we think of in a modern context, um, because we shouldn't hate ourselves. Uh, the Bible says that the greatest commandment is to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. You are of worth. You are of value. You matter greatly and deeply. So you're not called to hate yourself. Do not think of hate here in that context. The Bible says... You are fearfully, wonderfully made. The Bible says we are made a little lower than the angels. So this is not about hating yourself in the kind of modern context of a hatred. What Jesus is talking about here is a ranking of importance. To hate your life here is to understand your life in a proper context or proper rank of importance. Let me give you a, a tangible example of that with my own life. I got to think of a few moments in my life where I felt my life change. Um, one of those moments was when I got saved. When I, when I gave my life to Christ fully, I felt something deep inside of me change in that moment. Another moment is when I was ordained. Whenever the bishop laid hands on me and ordained me to ministry, 
I felt something inside of me change. The other two moments I can really think of are actually three. One was at my marriage, when Holly and I got married. I felt something inside of me change. And likewise, my children were born. When Sarah and Thomas were born, I felt things inside of me change. I think the thing that changed with inside of those, in each of those moments was I, in the, each of those moments, really began to lay aside my self-importance. Whenever I was saved, at that point, my life was no longer my own, but I was called to live for and obey Jesus. When I was ordained, I was commissioned into ministry and sent into ministry in the life of the church. At that point, I gave my life over to the church. That I, I as a Methodist pastor, I lost say so over where I would live. I, I go where I'm sent by the church. I lost a lot of control over things in my life because I gave them up fully and totally to the church. So my life lost some importance. Uh, when I was married, I remember I tell the story whenever uh, the preacher took uh, Holly's hand out of her daddy's hand, put her, in my, her hand in my hand, something's thought to be changed, and I realized, wow, this is no longer about me. My life is no longer about me. And likewise, when those two kids are born, I realized, wow, my importance has shrunk as well. Each of these life-changing moments called me to realize that my life was not about me. It was about something other than me. That's what Jesus is talking about here. He's not talking about hating yourself in a way of detesting yourself or thinking of yourself as unimportant or thinking that you don't matter. Now, that's not what he's talking about here. He's not talking about anything like that. What he's talking about here is he is talking about understanding that our life is not our own, that we don't live for ourselves, that we don't die for ourselves, but that our life is lived out for Jesus. Jesus is of utmost importance here. He said, those who love their life lose it, and those who hate their life in this world will keep it for the next. In other words, that if I want to truly know the joy of Jesus and the tr true joy of God, know the true gift of eternity, then I, I can't live for myself. As Jesus tells us, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world but lose its soul? It's not about me. It's not about what I want. It's not about living for myself. I I've told folks this a million times, but if you want to be totally miserable, if you want your life to be miserable, you want to live a life of isolation and of loneliness and no purpose, live for yourself. If you live only for yourself, in your wants, in your dreams, in your desires, in your stuff, you'll never know peace. You'll never know true life. You'll never know true purpose. If you live only for yourself, you'll never know what life truly looks like. It's not about living for ourselves, y'all. It's about living for something greater than ourselves. Those who love their life lose it. Those who love their life will lose their life. And those who hate their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. This passage here is not about hating yourself or thinking yourself as, as not of worth because you are of great worth. You are of infinite worth. You are made in the image of God and God gave his very son to save you and to know you. You are of infinite value and worth to our Savior. Please don't ever doubt your worth. Please don't ever doubt your value. Please don't ever doubt how much you mean to God because you mean more than you can ever imagine. Don't let this passage here or an improper understanding of this passage make you think that you don't have, you don't have value because that's far from the truth. You have amazing value. You have infinite value. You have infinite worth. That's not what he's talking about. What he's talking about here is a proper understanding of where our life is found, a proper understanding of what life is about, a proper understanding of how we should prioritize and live our lives. Our lives are not for our sake or for our purpose, or for our glory. Our lives are for the glory and the goodness and the worth of God. 
that's what he means. So if we lay our lives aside, we focus our lives on Jesus, focus our lives upon his purpose and his, and his goal for us, then we will truly know life. Those who love their life lose it. And those who hate their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. It's about realizing that where we rank in life, not that we're worthless, not that we're not of value, but that what matters, what should matter the most in our life is Jesus Christ and his life in us and through us. So today, understand your worth, understand how much God loves you, but understand where we should rank in the hierarchy, that God comes first, others come second, and then ourselves. So live your life fully, live your life with grace and mercy and joy, live your life loving others, live your life with abundant purpose and abundant grace and abundant mercy, abundant joy. But live your life knowing that Jesus is King and that we get the joy each day of our life of serving Him with gladness and with joy. So love you guys. Pray you have a great day today. Join us tonight for Bible study. We're going to have Bible study tonight at 6 o'clock on Facebook and on YouTube and on our website. We'll continue our study of the eight life-enriching practices of United Methodists. Tonight we're going to look specifically at some of the things that we specifically believe as United Methodists. So hope you join us tonight at Bible study and make plans to worship with us Sunday. We have spots available in worship. Come worship with us. If you can't be with us in person, worship with us online. Hey, love you guys. Pray you have a great day today. We'll see you tonight for Bible study. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Have a great day.